0: Yep, it's the Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. Here we go. Hello, and welcome once again to the Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. You've joined us for Webisode number 31. Recorded Wednesday, February twenty fourth, in the year two thousand twenty one, and never fear, the lava lamp is in fact burning brightly in the lab, as a beacon, for all the lost souls in the world. May they find their way home. And we're about to find our way into the uh, the family episode of the Jeremy Webisodes podcast because our guest tonight is my brother, Louis
1: McKinney Webb the third. Oh my goodness!
2: Welcome. Aboard. Welcome. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Thanks for having you me. You guys buddy. look nothing
1: alike, by the way. <laughs> right. or the I picture mean, of my dad over my shoulder. Geez. Do you see any
0: resemblance there?
1: It's like, what, looking at Jeremy 10 years younger. No, he's the older brother. <laughs> no, what? He's the older brother. N- well, you look way older. Well,
0: I had a couple tough years ago. <laughs> So thanks for coming to the show, uh, Lou. We appreciate you uh, coming. And not only coming, but you brought a bounty of
2: gifts with you, which is... Hey, it's what big brothers do.
1: Like, he didn't just come and be no, like, no. hey,
2: what do you got?
1: No. It looked like like he brought, like, a Santa Claus bag of goodies to the show <laughs> What What's the booze? Because I've seen you guys have already gotten into it. Well, a little bit. He brought an array of uh, flavored goodness tonight. Screwball
2: peanut butter whiskey. Peanut butter whiskey. Well, you know, peanut butter is its own food group.
0: I love peanut butter. Yeah, absolutely. I like like for me, a, a spoonful of peanut butter is
3: dessert. Well, it's it's the chubby boy move. Is hit. Th- that's what I call it. It's like I yeah, I'm eating full spoons out of the jar. Yeah, I'm gonna sit on the couch and watch. But TV. like it's
1: that, thin, it, thin, slim over here. Yeah, yeah making you know, fun thin of thin to it.
3: win. No, no it, I'm not making fun of it. I, I do it all the time.
0: It's not like you know. I'm not having like a slab of cake. I'm not having a cupcake. I'm having a, like, you know, a dollop of peanut butter. And if you have that dollop
1: of You'll have said butter. peanut butter and
0: pour a little whiskey on top of it. If you have the second dollop, Brian, uh-huh. that that's the, the chubby moon. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By the way, just to clarify. Who has
1: that, one dollop? I only no.
0: do one dollop.
1: It's one a, dollop. A dollop and You've done. You've got the discipline. Double D.
0: Dollop done. I'm out. I walk away.
1: I don't you have put don't the have spoon
0: down. Point. You walk away from the jiffy creamy. Because if you're a crunchy peanut butter guy, I don't really even want to talk to you right now.
1: Well, why have we done 31 shows? Really? You're a crunchy peanut butter? Of course butter? I'm a crunchy peanut butter
0: guy. Of course, course, you, of course guy. out of all the things. You're literally scared of everything and don't do anything, but of all, but you're like weird peanut butter. You're like a forward-thinking... It's
3: safe. They're no, I really don't crunchy. think crunchy is I know. safe. I don't
0: think you safe
1: about no, no. crunchy butter. In peanut- the grand
3: scheme of things, of life... Crunchy peanut butter to go out on a limb, still pretty safe.
1: Nah, uh, it's, uh, it's not skydiving. I'm a Ryan. I'm a wild man. And
3: not hunting.
1: Okay, <laughs> but, wild but, uh,
0: man might be a stretch.
1: Okay, maybe.
0: but I learned a lot about you tonight. Now that I know that you're a crunchy peanut butter guy, you're, it just continues to to make me hate you that much more.
2: So what about what about the dollop of peanut butter in the spoon, with a little squirt of Hershey's dark chocolate syrup? Well, go, now go on. We're partying, go on the peanut <laughs> yeah. butter.
0: and I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have got the screwball peanut butter whiskey uh, to the misfits, black sheep, and screwballs. Says on the on the thing that
2: sounds like a play. I'd never thought of this, but that sounds like a play on Pappy Boynton, Baba Black Sheep, the the Marine fighter uh, squadron in uh, the South Pacific, or in. Uh, the Japanese theater somewhere. Midway, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, well, yeah. But like, uh,
1: Guadalcanal.
2: Yeah, Bougainville. Uh, yeah, something Oops. like that. I think that's what that is. I'd never thought of that before.
1: So I don't
0: know anything about this spirit because my brother is bringing it in tonight and I didn't get a chance to do any research. All I know is what I can tell you from the bottle. And it's literally, it's. I mean, it's a cool, it's, a, it's got a long neck. neck. Um. Kind of uh, a slight taper to the bottle. Um, I would liken it to uh, a whiskey bottle. You know, your average. Stock
1: Hennessy. It looks bottle. like a Hennessy bottle.
0: Cool little, you know, it's got a sheep, hints the black sheep. You know, this is for screwballs, black sheep. But other than that, I don't know anything about it. I don't know what makes it a peanut butter whiskey other than I'm assuming that it's going to taste like peanut butter.
3: So I, I think you should taste it.
0: I don't know the, the Hurry, distillery
1: either. Pass that around.
0: Well, it smells like peanut butter. Yeah, just put it right there. Butterscotch.
3: It's okay, don't don't lean over to help. Jesus.
1: Can you reach that or? I mean, God.
3: You set that next to you, we'll get it.
1: I mean, the show's called his name and he thinks he can get away with anything around here. Okay, so. (laughs) There it is. It's smooth.
0: Okay, let let me go back. Before we start drinking it,
1: I want us to nose it really well. Mm -hmm
0: because i'm noticing some things that me i don't I want to see if you guys notice
1: i'm I, I know exactly what it smells like it smells like me having a uh, picnic with a peanut butter sandwich and poured okay, bourbon all over okay i want you to it. try
0: to smell through the peanut butter note yes. yeah. i want you to try to smell the the spirit the originating spirit that this that they infused with the flavor can you smell the alcohol at all? Yeah. Try to pick out some grainy notes. Try to figure out what maybe it, perhaps it was made from. What are, what are some of the notes? I think it's there? a
3: smaller, uh, darker grain.
0: How about any metallic notes, sulfuric notes, metallic notes? Are you getting any of that?
1: A little sulfur.
0: Little sulfur, right?
1: Yep. It's smooth. It's such easy yeah. drinking. I will so tell you, drinking. this is dangerous. Dangerously
0: drinking. easy drinking. It is what we call in the industry a blended whiskey. Yeah. Okay, so in the uh, under the heading of blended whiskey, it kind of opens up a lot of doors for you. You can add flavoring. Yeah. You can add color. You can add sugar. And another thing that you can mm. add is it's got uh, some sugar obviously has yeah. some sugar and another thing that it probably very likely has in it is glycerin or mm-hmm. something to give it that smooth mouth that extra creamy mouth yeah. that's not naturally occurring right yeah. they 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 added something very likely gly- glycerin to to give it that creamy kind of mouth feel i'll also tell you those metallic notes are a Indicator that the spirit that it's made from was really just probably a high proof grain neutral spirit oh. that they are just pumping out of some like industrial still somewhere, um, and uh, and then they're proofing it down. They're adding sugar, color, flavor, all that stuff.
3: Um, so anyway, uh, I, don't, I don't, I don't hate it. No, I actually kind of like it. It's a you nice could, little dessert. You could drink that a lot.
1: You could drink that a lot. I mean yeah. that's something you sit around a campfire and all of a sudden that bottle is like, You're like spinning. Ooh, did like we you get another like spin another bottle with it. Did I'll someone bring a second one?
0: The yeah. fact that those there's, there's sulfur notes in there would also lead me to believe that the still that was manufactured in wasn't copper. Stainless. It was stainless.
1: Did you know your little brother knew all this shit?
2: Um, actually I did. Um I taught him <laughs> virtually everything I know. Okay. Um, or new because I don't know any of it anymore. You forgot all that you knew. All <laughs> uh, you've I known gotta, is. Not. I got to tell you, my little brother has um, really been surprising as he has gotten older. Because you know, I'm I'm 16 years older, and there's no one between my little brother and I. We have a three year older sister and a 16 year younger brother. Is what I. That's have. a so, very
0: very good point. When I was s- born, my brother was 16 yeah. years old.
2: So that was an interesting moment when mom and dad broke that little bit of news to my sister. Yeah, they had a big <laughs> night. And I and it was like, that, that was interesting, you, you know. Oh. But anyway, yeah, Jeremy has really, um, really been surprising to me in some of the things that he has mastered uh, in his life. He has always been a brilliant writer of poetry and, and song lyrics and that kind of stuff. And uh, and then later in life really got into the culinary stuff, which is something I'm very much uh, into, have always um, loved to cook. Um, our mom was an amazing cook, as was our grandma. Um, but then this, this latest chapter for Jeremy uh, in these last years, uh, several years now, uh, he's really become quite an expert on this stuff it's fascinating and he teaches me a lot about it which is neat
0: so talking about cooking and that we come from a a family of great cooks my mom my grandma my brother is a fantastic cook our sister is a great cook um we 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 had an opportunity to eat some pretty good food in our lives i don't know if you can tell (laughs) Can, can i give
1: a quick one quick question before we dive in is Mama the the base of the cooking oh, in absolutely. your family? Absolutely. It all absolutely. starts with Mamaw, right? right? Which right. is uh, their grandmother.
2: Right. Well, Mama Stafford. My mom's mom. mom's mom. Mom's mom lived to be just shy of 102. You're right. Okay. And West Virginia, North Carolina, born West Virginia uh, is where uh, my mom was born. And uh, Mama coal camps. She was the, the wife of a coal miner, my papa and uh mama could take a shoe um half a potato some grass from out back and a shingle from the roof and some salt and pepper and Mm -hmm. make an unbelievable dinner she literally everything she made was incredible
0: Nowadays, we have such a bounty at our fingertips to be able to choose from. We can cook anything we want. We think something across the world, ethnic, super. We can get as weird as we want. We can basically walk into the store, buy it, and go home and create it. Back in the day in these little coal camps, (laughs) my grandma was literally, I mean, how many people lived in in Whitby Haller?
2: Jeremy, I would say uh, the Whitby camp probably had... Hundred and fifty people living there.
0: So hundred and fifty people are living there. They have they have the country store or the the, the uh, general store. Company store. No, company,
2: company store. The company
0: store. Yep. So not only are you getting paid in like whatever company dollars that weren't even real dollars a lot of times.
2: Company the, script.
0: script. Script. You got paid in script. Is it script?
2: Script script, I believe.
0: So you're getting paid in like fake money essentially, and then everything that you buy comes from the company at a huge markup. So you you go in and you you – You're
3: you're renting their apartment.
0: Right. You're renting your house from them you're you're going to the country store water sorry company store and buying all your food from them everything so they can you say racket yeah it's a racket it's a racket (laughs) but so and let me depends on which side you're on what they've got (laughs) access to in the company store ain't a lot man it's like a ham hock you know and like i don't even know not a whole lot and yeah and (laughs) Mamma came out of that and that in in we've talked about this so many times on the show, alcohol, so many of the great things, especially the long uh the long game stuff, the slow cooking stuff, barbecue, um whiskey making
3: twenty the, year old whiskey
0: these are that it, it, it's poor people food. It came out of the necessity of having to figure out how to t- take these you know this stuff you've been, that you have access to after the the upper echelon is taking all the good stuff.
2: The right. shingle, the shoe, the grass. Right, and, you've uh,
0: got shingle, shoe, and grass. That's where the term "eating high on the hog" comes from. Right, because literally all the good cuts are the shoulder, the haunches, the best, and then you get left with the the, feet. All, all the feet. Right, and trotters is a is a big dish in the south. Right. Right. Barbecue, Gullah food, Southern food, it's, you know, soul food, those terms, that comes, that's poor people food. And it comes from having to cook these things and find a way to make them tasty. A lot of it comes from East Africa, which is also tied to whiskey manufacturing. And we talked about the Lincoln County process and uh, Nearest Green, who taught Jack Daniels how to distill. Um, they're all very closely tied. A lot of it tied to slavery.
1: So low on the hog. Never caught on,
0: right? That, that's it, but but
3: at the end it did.
0: Yeah, on the hog. the it's long game. It's on. good food though. It's, it's great good food. I mean, if you know how to cook low on the hog, it's you, you can you can make it into really really good food.
2: I think there's but, more fat as you go lower on the body of the hog.
0: Well, collagen for sure.
1: Well, the hog is not the only animal, right? So now that we're talking <laughs> about eating animals,
0: we got we got a little plate of something in front of us. My your, your cardiologist <laughs> is not a fan of low on the hog, right? Right. A cardiologist is probably not a fan of the hog. To <laughs> be honest. So, but tonight we're not going to be eating any hog. No
2: hog tonight, bud.
0: Um, we have a nice little pot roast that looks like in front of us that my brother's brought in. Um, I'm going to premise this whole thing, and this is kind of going to lead us into the the remaining, I think, topic. What we're going to probably normal. On for the just rem-
1: eating American normal pot roast. Right. Uh, what I want to talk about is my brother
0: is an avid hunter, oh. and we're going to talk about that more tonight. Um, he's involved in in he just doesn't only hunt as a as a recreational kind of pastime, but he's involved um, in clubs and uh, you know the Safari Club conservation, and conservation and advocacy and advocacy, education, right? All of that. So on a much grander scale, I, I want to get to all that. Um, but before we get to that. In his hunting exploits, he has uh, he has brought us this game uh, that he has uh, slain with his own hands, and he'd he like to share it with us. Tonight.
2: What are we eating tonight? Can you say moose? I I can say it. Is that what we're? I'm actually not eating mouse, eating? dude.
0: I'm, no not mouse? Eating, I'm not eating mouse. Meats? No, How about me? No,
1: what's the plural of moose? Is it meese? Is it my? It's mice. Mice. So we're eating mice? Mice? That's what I
0: said. I'm not eating mouse.
1: What is the plural of moose? I think it's is moose. Is it moosin?
0: Mice. Oh, it's oxen. So it's moose. Oxycotton. No. no, oxycotton is. <laughs> it's no, not no, that's that. not That's not it. it. We've decided not to talk about that. Mice. Is
2: it mice? Interesting. The plural of moose. Is Vicodin. Is moose. (laughs) The plural of moose is moose? Just like the plural of deer
1: is deer. You're right. I saw a hundred deer. I didn't see a hundred deers.
0: It's like pant, which is always really bothered me. I like to say, hey, that's a nice pant. In fact, I noticed your pant was very nice tonight,
3: right? Oh, thank you.
1: But I never understood why people say pair of pants. And you know, it's not a pair of pants. No, it's not even pair of pants. It's, you say those are nice pants. Those aren't nice pants.
3: It's not like he's wearing a bunch of pants. Yeah, I have one pair. Of pants. Oh, wow, that's weird. and I'm used it's not to even saying an. one pair, but it's not a pair. I have one pant. Hey,
1: that's a very nice pant. No, no one says that. No one says I, you have a very nice pair of pant on. No, you don't say a pair of pants. But a pair. that's the phrase. No, I like
0: not. your pair of pants. It's the wrong. My point is, it's the wrong phrase. I like it doesn't your. Mean so, so
1: you
2: say your. I like your pant.
1: It's
0: like why do you say pair of underwear? <laughs> you're only wearing
1: one underwear. We're not.
2: Going, we're not going to move from pant to panties in the underwear. <laughs> right? Party. No. I well, mean, right. Pant. You I mean, panties. Let's, know. let's, let's, are, let's are come back else? up
1: on the back up. Panties are plural, <laughs> but they're also one thing.
2: I'm
0: just
1: saying pair of pants. Panties. It applies several pair of panties. Ease pant yeah, female. That's a nice female panty. Pant. No, if you go panty. into
0: Victoria's Secrets and you really want to talk, to someone that is like a, a, knows what they're talking about, and you talk to them I'm like, "I'm looking for a nice panty," You are know, like, "Oh, this is something that we've, you know, this is."
1: Here's something, new.
0: <laughs> I bet, you, I bet you, say,
1: you say panty one out of 50 versus panties. If you
0: say panty, it's creepy. I'm looking for some panties. My wife is,
1: I'm looking for a nice pair of panties. No, for no, my no. Wife. I, that's creepy. I'm not looking for a nice pair of panties. If you're going, no, it's not a, pair. I would like a you're panty. I'm a couple. Then of who invented that? I been, have I been wrong all this time? Yes. Yeah. I'm the, looking for a pant E. No,
0: I'm looking for a new panty. I'm looking for a pant. nice pant. Yeah, I'm looking for a nice panty for my wife. A
2: panty. Why? Unless Not Unless you
0: want multiple,
2: multiple pairs. <laughs> okay, so wait a minute. What if <laughs> she's wearing jeans or a pant? She's under wearing which a nice She jeans. has a panty.
1: It's or a pair a, of panties. It's not but, a
2: pair of jeans. Right. It's only one jean. But it's a pair of panties. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I don't think it is. I think it's a panty. Is she carrying an extra? She's wearing a nice silk
3: panty. But
2: <laughs> well, what if she's wearing a pant and panty? Well,
3: then you can wear a pant
0: and panty.
2: You know,
1: Lubin just can't wear is if What if you are wearing a pant and panty as a thing? Well, I,
0: I mean, then you're obviously like... Outside, because if you're at school in just a panty or at work, then you done fucked up. Well, be- if
1: you're wearing just a panty at work, you've definitely done fucked up. <laughs> right. That's not the move. Well, I don't think you wear-, do you wear a panty
0: with pants.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I mean, yeah, but we're going to see your panty line. See, it's not a panties line.
1: It's not a panty line.
0: Because that guy knew what the fuck he was talking
1: about. Yeah. He the saw pair one of pants line.
0: Guy had no idea what he was talking about.
1: We need to backtrack to the early 1900s to see who, what Englishman blew it, and, Ble- and he called pair. them
2: Bloomers. Bloomers, yeah. the guy that blew it, called him Bloomers. Yeah, That's bloomer. A
1: nice bloomer. You're That's a wearing. nice pant. That's not a pair. You know what? I think you I think you've turned me. It's not a pair of pants. Oh no, it's a pant. Yeah, if you go to Nordstrom's shopping... They'll say pair of pants. No, no, he'll
0: say... Oh, so you're looking... Now, what kind of pant are you looking for? (laughs) It's so nuts. Oh, absolutely. I'm the kind of guy that shops for a pant every now and then.
3: All right? You're not buying the, the bag of three pants. No, you're, I don't. I'm you're, you're, I'm gonna... you're uh,
1: by the way, if your if your three, <laughs> three come in a bag of uh, pants, no. you're in
2: the wrong store.
1: <laughs> but I'm, they're are not, you they not putting them in a bag? I might Nord- buy...
2: Nordstrom doesn't sell anything in pants. I might buy a bag of
0: underwear.
3: <laughs> Those pants were the ones you get from like Vista <laughs> Paint because they think you're going to paint four houses. You know? right. Here's a bag of. See, pants. I want to
2: point out that. Like I said earlier, my little brother has become an expert in... Panties. Lots of things. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, so what I want to get back to is... But, that, uh, wait, wait, i
3: just like to add one, Simon. I, I agree. Jerry has gotten to a lot of gentlemen's pants. No. Right. That's not... Oh, you know, oh wait, no, that's, <laughs> that's not what he was saying? Oh,
0: sorry. No. I have a general knowledge of the pant. Uh,
2: okay, okay, sorry. I, I, okay, so... Is it <laughs> so, a pair of slacks, or is it a pair of slacks? It's a nice...
1: Oh, and why know. is it a pair? Oh, here we go. Why
2: do you call it a pair? I don't think it is. I just think those are nice pants. slacks. Why I are they think those though? I think where that goes back to. Cuz those makes it go a pair.
1: No, but it's a pair of trousers. Here's why I think it goes back Weird. to
2: the pair of pants, a pair of slacks is because there's two legs. Okay. You put a pair of legs in them. I think that's where the pairing comes from.
0: So yeah. in that kind of thought process then, if you ripped a pant, if you ripped a pair of pants in half, then you would have two Jail. separate, separate pants. pants.
3: <laughs> then you'd be arrested. You'd have no. you'd,
0: I
2: don't know. It's so very my question goes back to: What is the plural of moose? My.
0: No, why, it's not your.
2: <laughs> it's no. My, mo- moose
0: is my. No, it's moose. I'm it's kidding. moose. It's deer, and it's.
1: Elks. elks. It's oxen. <laughs> How come it's oxen? That's the only oxen. one that's
3: off. It's moose, deer, elk, elks. <laughs> okay, it's not elks. Okay. okay, The Elks Club. But it's the Elks Lodge. Yeah. See, now I'm all fucked up again. Well, because the individuals in it are now elks. So there's plural. Well, coyotes. Oh wait, no, that's, but that's people. See, they're elks. But that's people of a club. That's are they elk? Different...
1: Look at all those elk over there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's very complicated stuff. So
1: moose, plural is moose. Mhm. Yes.
0: And and now oh, I, So how
1: did you guys like? No, he's not No, we're, we're getting it, ready but, to try it. Oh. Right oh here, here we go. Oh. Am I the only civilized one with a fork and knife here?
2: Yes.
3: Uh, Joss. Here's
1: Whoops, gone. How did you prepare
3: our moose tonight,
2: Lou? Well, it um Well, was, first, where does
0: our moose come from? Yeah. Our moose. Tell us about our moose. Tell mousse. us the whole story.
2: Our moose, okay. Um You know, I um, born and raised in Southern California and lived here till we were um, 42, I believe, my wife and I. And uh, we took uh, our four daughters and moved to southwestern Colorado, a little town called Durango. We live about 15 miles northeast of town up in the mountains. And um, I am an always have been an avid hunter. Uh, started... I became an avid outdoorsman by listening to stories that my papa, mama's husband, um, that my papa would tell me from the time I was three, four years old. I'd get up on his knee, and he would tell me these fantastic, detailed stories of he and I going hunting and packing in on horses with mules and and into the mountains and. Camping and you could smell the campfire and the coffee. coffee. Oh, the coffee and the biscuits and oh yeah. And I mean, it was just and he was a Louis L'Amour fan. Yeah, read read everything Louis L'Amour wrote, and so um just old good old fashioned Southern yarn spinner. Right. Well, by the time I was five six years old, I was an avid outdoorsman, and I had never done it. Um, interestingly enough, my grandpa had never done any of it either. Um, uh, but he, he told these stories. So, you know, when I was like maybe six, I got a slingshot and wrist rocket and, uh, started trying to, you know, hunt. All was, based off those stories. All on based the on the fact the grandpa my yeah. Yeah. inspired him. So anyway, um, just, I just started hunting and dad was willing to take me hunting a little bit, uh, when I was younger. Uh, got me a little four ten Savage four ten single shot what'd shotgun. You, what, what'd you start with? Did you? What was your first birds, kill birds? Deer? Well, I got. Um, I I I used to hunt doves yeah. because they tasted really good, and uh, with my slingshot in the backyard and around the neighborhood. Those were wild doves,
1: like we see. Oh, yeah. all over Southern California. Yeah,
2: and uh, yeah, they were
1: someone's pet dove dove you know what I was going somewhere with that I I don't think most of our listeners because you see doves all over the place in Orange County right you know it's not served on the dinner table a lot like who who made who prepared it for you where you thought like this is really tasty was it Mama and Papa too well it was Mom it was Mom yeah I will tell you that the Chinese will tell
0: you that anything that moves of its own accord is edible (laughs)
1: So, absolutely. Are you edible?
0: Well, obviously, i
1: <laughs> I mean, you got a lot of meat on the. Look hump. at that, look at at that if, marbling. If stu-
0: <laughs> that's the funniest thing you've ever said? <laughs> if we're stuck at sea and we draw straws, who do you think everyone's going to be eyeing? Let's just put it
2: that way. <laughs> so oh, that's pretty funny. Huh? Yeah. But anyway, where, so I uh, where does started, Jeremy
1: have a Toro portion of his belly? Yes, he does. No, he does. No,
2: seriously. Um, but anyway, so I just I, I just became a hunter. Even growing up in Southern California, um, found places to hunt, uh, hunted pheasants and rabbits and quail and different things. Uh, eventually, graduated um, to wild pigs. Lots of wild pigs in in Southern and Central California. Um, deer lots of deer and uh i I, eventually... I want to point out something
0: you you primarily are now pretty much predominantly only hunt with a bow and arrow yes right yeah and when i say that it's not even a compound bow it's it's no. like a long just like a bin stick it's a such. long bow
2: yes
1: yeah when, I, did, uh, I, when I, did that I, happen
0: when did you change from being like a traditional kind of gun hunter into the bow hunter
1: uh, let me just throw one thing. i remember because we've gone over this jeremy and i've Obviously, known each other and Ryan thirty plus years. You've been a
2: bow hunter since we were like in
1: late high school, college, right? I
2: mean, well, I haven't hunted with a big game with a rifle for forty years, and I'm sixty-two. And you've hunted big game all over the world, all over the
0: world. What I mean, Africa, South Africa, or uh, uh, South America, Asia.
2: uh, I have uh, never hunted in Asia. I've hunted in Africa, in um, Mexico, in Canada in Europe, um, as far as other countries. Cool. Um, but I, I switched, I, I, hunted with a rifle when I was younger. Uh, and when I was 22, I decided I wanted, um, just to, I, I loved the adventure of the hunt. Um, and I, I liked the challenge and obviously with a bow and arrow, you have to get a lot closer. Uh, I started with what's called a compound bow, um, when I was 22 and then. Uh, I in 1991 was the last time I hunted with a compound bow and I um, changed to what's called a recurve bow which is a traditional just a string and a and a stick but it's it recurves back at the ends and it gives a little more velocity to the arrow and then in 1995 I shifted from a recurve to a, just a straight long bow just a Bent stick, and um, that's what I've hunted with. And what's the ever distance
0: since. on? What are you? What's the range that you're hunting within with a with a, the current bow you're using?
2: Well, I mean, as far as it will cast an arrow, it would blow the arrow right through. You know, and I know, but what is what you're shooting Well, but that's not how far I would shoot because there's no sights, there's no nothing. It's all just instinctive shooting. Just like throwing a baseball or a football. You just look at your target and eye-hand coordination. But, you know, I mean, 35 yards is a is a long shot with the weapon that I choose. Um, I haven't taken a 35-yard shot in many, many years. Uh, the longest – in fact, somebody asked me probably six months ago how what's the farthest shot I have taken in the last five or six years and – up until this moose uh, in October, the longest shot I'd taken in the last five or six years was eighteen yards.
0: Wow! Um, I mean, that is like right there. Yeah. I mean, right there. Yeah. What was this moose shot at? About twenty. Okay.
2: Yeah. So right, it's still right there. Oh, it's the the closest shot that I've taken um, in those years was fifteen feet. Um, and it, and it just it's. You know, it's about the hunt, it's about the challenge, it's about the adventure. And I assure you, Jeremy, if I had to kill something every time I went hunting for it to be successful, I assure you I would use a weapon other than a primitive longbow. I just like the challenge. Well,
0: that's a big, a great point, is you're not a trophy hunter. You're, uh, not that you aren't going to take trophies, um... Uh, Maybe that's not the right way of putting it. You're not a killer. I guess this is a conversation that we've had before. You're not out there just for the kill. Hmm. You're out there for the hunt, Hmm. and you're out there for the perfect animal. And Mm -hmm. then maybe you can explain, this is a kind of a great way to get into that topic, about how trophy hunting works and about kind of some of the ethics of hunting and why, you know, what maybe some people think as far as, you know, the general concept about hunting and and maybe why some of those concepts aren't necessarily right.
2: Right, right. Well, you know, first of all. When I first started hunting. uh, Hunting was just something a lot of people did. Our culture has changed into this society where everybody is worried about everybody else's business. Everybody is, I don't want, I don't like that, so I don't want you to do it. I don't think that that's a cool thing, so no one should be able to do that. And that's just, it, it's just the world's changed. As far as I'm concerned, first of all, I am designed, whether you believe in, you know, intelligent design of a human being or you believe in, you know, Darwin's, you know, theory of evolution. My eyes are in the front of my head and I have canines and that is how predators are designed. Prey animals typically have their eyes in the sides of their head and they um, don't have canines. So if you open your mouth and look in a mirror, you'll see the canines that you have. So we are, as human beings, we are designed to be omnivores right? Which is to eat meat protein, vegetable uh, protein and carbohydrates. We're designed to eat it all. Now, if you choose not to eat meat, bravo, that's awesome. Good for you. If you feel good because of that, fantastic. I like to eat meat and my hunting provides freezers full of high quality, low fat, high protein steroid free hormone free organic organic yeah, uh, right. the original free range right, meat right, right. is in my freezer right so that's one part of hunting uh, look does something die when you hunt Yes if if you're if you're successful in your hunt and you harvest an animal that animal dies so that's a good point you eat. Yes.
0: If you're, you you don't go kill something that you're not going to eat.
2: Your sister-in-law in in 2007 for Valentine's Day dinner had the most awesome mountain lion Oscar that anybody's ever eaten.
0: I had some mountain lion uh, on a pizza, a mountain lion lion sausage.
2: People have no idea how really, you, no, really
0: good mountain lion. when I say that. I not not out in the middle of nowhere. My brother prepared it for me.
1: Oh, you didn't put it on a stick. No, I wasn't somewhere I in the middle of nowhere. Fire? Is that Papa John's?
0: It wasn't Papa John's, no. right? But I, I I was at my brother's, and he likes to inform you afterwards. You're eating this great sausage pizza. Everything's awesome. You know, you get done. I was like, hey, how'd you like the pizza, Jeremy? Oh, it was really good. Really, you like the sausage? Oh, uh, really squirrel. good sausage. Yeah, it was mountain lion.
2: <laughs> so is Mount that the first time you've ever eaten mountain lion, oh, Jeremy? Yeah, yes, it was. I've never
1: huh? ever heard of people, someone eating a mountain lion. Oh my goodness!
2: I swear, I swear, it's fantastic. It's light colored, um, very low fat, um, very mild flavored, really, really good meat. And so fantastic. now let's
0: talk about.
2: Well, I wanted to, I wanted to go okay. to something you know that you were talking about earlier, and that is, I eat what I harvest. And something dies what I really really dislike is the people that want to get in my face and say oh my gosh I can't believe you know you murder Bambi or you're you're a killer or you're this or that or the other um, while wearing their leather shoes with their leather belt <laughs> carrying their leather right. purse and the car they drove in had leather seats and their couch is leather and what, do you think that steer is out running around eating daisies with just a piece of its hide missing? Right. Come on. I mean, that wrap. is, yeah, yeah, that is, that, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's hypocritical. I, I can't stand hypocrites. The, the other thing is, look, so you're a vegetarian. That tomato was alive until somebody picked it for your salad. So don't, just. I heard just it. let people do what they want to do and you do what you want to do.
0: Somebody wow. said one time that if you could hear a tomato scream while it was dying for of breath, dehydration, yeah, dying and of breath in your refrigerator, yeah. you would never eat another tomato. As you were hand.
3: ripping a carrot out of the ground, yeah, to let it get all limp and where no one's going to eat yeah. it in your refrigerator, if it had a voice, you probably wouldn't do it, right? But now, it doesn't, so that's
2: okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. right, but you know, you brought up trophy hunting, uh a minute ago that's what I was going to yeah, ask Yeah.
0: about that like so the person that's going to say not even just trophy hunting but tr- hunting in general the person that's going to say I can't believe you killed a mountain lion right. like that's got to be illegal first of all or Absolutely how did you do that not. right or or I can't believe you killed this deer with the, you know so how, I mean how's Jer- that work Jeremy the, the, yeah. the
2: mountain lion for example exceedingly well managed and controlled by the departments of game and fish around the country In fact, in Colorado, every morning before you go lion hunting, you have purchased that permit to hunt mountain lion. You have to call in to a specific number to check to see if the season is still open because once a certain number, a quota has been reached of the number of mountain lions to be taken for that year, the season's over period whether you still have a tag that you bought and paid for or not it's that well controlled the mountain lion population is fantastic in fact in california there's way too many mountain lions right now because there was a moratorium on lion hunting you know 60 years ago or something that went into effect but yeah so that that's one thing people have to understand that hunting in the United States is really, really well-managed science-based management of how many of each individual type of or species of animal can live a healthy herd level or, or whatever in a given amount of land for the amount of bedding area, feed available, water, cover, uh, and the interaction with the other species. It is so well managed that they know scientifically how many of each of those animals need to be harvested every year to maintain those healthy herds. And and that's how it's done. It's not like you just go out and shoot 13 deer and 16 elk and four mountain what
0: no. There's a lot of science behind it.
2: Lots of science.
0: Which leads to my next question. How can you consider yourself a both a hunter and a conservationist? How does that wow. work?
2: Wow, that is an outstanding question. Um, Jeremy, if if you don't harvest a certain number of most species of animals, then they overpopulate for the area that they have to maintain health. What happens is they—I'll give an example. On the Kaibab Plateau in in Arizona, back in the, I want to say, the 40s maybe, um, a a big mule deer population. And anti-hunters rallied and really threw up a stink and eventually got hunting on the Kaibab Plateau um, banned. So the mule deer population, and I, I I don't have the specific statistics, but the mule deer population say there were twenty thousand mule deer. Um, over the course of like the next twenty five years or something, that population grew to like hundred and forty thousand. And don't don't hold me to the right, specific right. numbers, but grew to some insane number because there were the numbers of predators. We're no longer there because predators can't live in the same proximity to man that prey animals can. It's like why there's no more grizzlies in California is not just hunting. They can't live in proximity to human beings. Their nervous system won't allow that. Anyway, so then all of a sudden come two insane winters in a row on the Kaibab. Like 125,000 mule deer died of starvation and disease on the Kaibab Plateau in, in those two years, because there was too many of them f- for the, 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 the feed and for the forage and the water and the everything to support them. And, the, and that's, so conservation, this, that's where the science comes in, where you know approximately how many of each species exist in this area you know how many, what the approximate birth rate is. You know what the approximate old age death rate is.
3: Yeah, and most animals in the wild don't die of old age. Well, that's that's a no, great No, no, point. no, no, no. What, yeah. what
2: happens, and people say that, oh man, I can't believe you. it's so humane, you know, inhumane that, that you hunt and you kill something. You know, well, okay. But think about that. How does... Virtually every wild animal in the history of, for example, wild animals
3: yeah.
2: die. That's a good example. <laughs> how do they die? Well, how they die is their teeth wear down and they, as they get older, and they can no longer feed themselves appropriately, and they die of starvation. Fairly long and slow death, starving to death
0: right
2: or they get diseased long and slow or they get caught by another wild yeah. animal and as, torn apart and generally begin to be eaten before they're even dead
3: as right. soon as as soon as any one of those starts in they're slower they have less uh they have less energy and, and that just makes them e- easier prey for anything that's that's on them so none of them die of old age they well yes some they, they, well, do. They, they get you know what they're they're yes. the king they're the king out there for a while and then you know what they're they slow down a little bit just like we do the new king comes up and then sometimes they have a good time and then all of a sudden you've stubbed your toe and I used to stub the toe as a very light thing, you know. Their their teeth wear down. Their you know their hips. God, this hurts. reminds
1: me of Ryan and living in Kern Del Mar. I know my back.
3: I mean, <laughs> you had your, you had a couple of years my of bad. peeking out, and then. But no, it just it just makes sense. The, the dying
2: th- of old age is generally uh, or oftentimes a uh, a function of teeth. Yeah, and the, be, the here, teeth and I done. can't think of a worse way to go. So yeah, so, so let me so about... let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question if you could choose today for, for so as a hunter with a, a bullet or an arrow in my case yeah. that generally kills in seconds yeah i mean I'll take most it. of the time less far less than a minute okay yeah. so if you could choose right now and you could buy insurance that would say when your day comes would you prefer to die of cancer or of starvation or of a twisted bowel and sepsis or whatever, or would you prefer to die of a coronary occlusion that you... Grab your chest and you fall over it's and you're done. dead. Yeah. Which would you choose? I'll take, I'll take the arrow. Exactly. So don't tell me that hunting is inhumane compared well, to nature. Is right. sepsis so, <laughs> second though? No, so no. Here's no like, nobody like, wants
0: sepsis. No. <laughs> I'm just
3: I, so is, here's the way i the You're going to die of chronic like,
1: halitosis. <laughs> 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 the only person to ever yeah. die of halitosis. Yeah, yeah, halitosis. You, mentioned, you mentioned the teeth thing. That got me really nervous. So, so I always
3: look at it as a thing. granted I'm not a hunter. I have nothing against it. I'm just not a hunter. I love guns and I You're shoot. You're a gatherer. I'm a ga- No, I love gatherings, parties, gatherings. Uh, but no, but to me, if you look, if if I look at really any any topic, but let's let's call it. Uh, I mean, it could be an animal, it could be uh, grass, it could be whatever. You have twenty thousand deer. Those twenty thousand deer get romantic every now and then. They're gonna make. 40,000, 60,000, 100,000 deer until they can't eat enough to have the energy to reproduce. Right. And then they're going to start dying off until that all grows back or, you know, and they have enough food to then, you know what? The population's going to dip for a little bit and then it's going to come back. And because they're all of a sudden we're going to have a great year sunshine all day and they they have so much to eat and then we're going to have a couple of cold years where there's not enough for that population it's just this nice little balance but we have conservationists that come in and go you know what if we look at what the available food is if we look at the available and I'm this could be people as far as I'm I'm concerned it could also be you know oil and cars and sort of, there's going to be a point where you can go you know what If we keep it at this level, and I guarantee, and I granted, again, not a hunter, never looked at a conservation, I'm going to guarantee that they're not trying to keep it even, they're doing a slow increase, slow, to a reasonable point, probably steps, where you go, you know what, we can maintain this population, they have an even amount of people trying to hunt them, they got a nice amount of grass, we're going to keep it, but we're not going to just do these big swings. Let's keep a nice, even grow. We're not, we're not too, because I can tell you, I should, the the best environmentalists, when they have 14 deer on their back porch every day, eating their shrubs, probably going to be against deer pretty soon. Well, here's the
0: thing. Nature always finds a way to find balance. Middle, middle ground. In everything. Yeah. And the way it does it with Animals are with apex predators, and guess who is the number one apex predator on the whole planet? Joss. Us, not Joss. Oh, not Joss. He's probably in the low teens.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let (laughs) me let me ask you another question about. But you 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 take the number one
0: apex predator out of it. Yeah, you're right. It's not that. Then then you throw the whole balance off.
2: Yeah. Of nature. Yeah. You ask the question about hunting and conservation. Hunting is conservation when it's well-managed, which is going to take me into another quick topic after this. But I want to ask a very simple question. Who would want more deer and elk and sheep and moose and antelope and yada, yada, yada in the woods and in the mountains and in the prairie than hunters? who would who would want the herds to be more healthy than hunters would it's a very good point so so that that's the deal now i want to go into something that a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that they're the same thing hunting ethical managed licensed permitted hunting and poaching
3: yeah.
2: those are two huge Hugely different things. You know what hunting is: managed, licensed, permitted, legal, ethical hunting. Well managed. Exactly. Poaching is the illegal harvesting of game species. Okay. Like elephants, like elephants for their tusks, rhinos for their horns, yada yada yada. Uh, Leopards for their skins. And these poachers are absolutely and completely unethical, and they're doing this for profit. Right?
3: Yeah. Well and, and that you know and
2: yet people say, people think, just real quick, yeah, people think they put the two of them together because what you see in the propaganda right. is you see somebody out there poaching and you see these dead elephants laying there and rotting with their tusks ripped out and and these things and they call that hunting and say we got to stop hunting we got to stop hunting no you have to stop poaching now let me fill you in on a little secret the most money the most resources for anti-poaching teams in africa are provided by the dollars supplied by legal sport hunters we pay for the anti-poaching now you want lions to go away in africa stop allowing legal hunting of african lions they are if you live in sub-saharan africa and you've got to go visit your girlfriend in the village three miles away. And you've got to walk over there, ride your bike, and you've got to come back at midnight on that same path. You're scared to death of lions and leopards and, and these apex predators. So, well, here, so here's what happens. Everybody over there in sub-Saharan Africa knows someone, a family member, a friend, a friend of a friend, who just disappeared right. on their way to their girlfriend's house or coming back from grandma's village or whatever they're scared to death of them. You stop sport hunting and, and and the money and the influx that comes in from the legal sport hunting and the money that goes to the anti-poaching programs to keep the herds healthy. You take that away 20 years. You will not see an African lion because the locals will kill poison yeah. snare right. every single one of them. They can see because right. they're scared to death of them. Well, and then
3: additionally you have i mean I'm not, I'm not talking lions but like let's talk zebra you know you have the the dominant male is in you know the, the dominant old male who's not performing for the ladies anymore
2: the stallion isn't so yeah, stallion-esque he,
3: exactly he's not strong like bull but he's keeping all
0: the
2: youngsters keeping away keeping from all his harem. The, he's
3: keeping all the the girls around he's right. keeping all that and there's wow. so they're not actually reproducing right on. You know, they're they're, they're slowing down reproduction. So your ticket's not for any zebra you see. It's for you need to go get that one. The old male that's doing that because now all the young studs get to come in. Now your population just grew.
2: But here, let me see. Sperm is healthier and more vibrant
0: and yes. But which is again tied to trophy hunting. Yeah. When you're out hunting the one with the biggest horns, yeah. The old that's going to be the oldest one. Generally, probably right. not performing for the ladies as yeah.
2: well. Generally anymore. past his prime. prime yeah.
0: But he's got these huge horns that he's fending off all the youngsters with the with the viable, you know, penais. And uh strong like right. Bull. so you take him out and now his harem gets divided up to three other guys that are now yeah. and boom now you've you've you're,
2: and you're, Jeremy that trophy hunting those those big horns, for example. let me ask a question when you guys go fishing, do you want to catch the biggest fish or the littlest fish? Which I'll, one do you want to, which one do you want, want the to, big let one let me I ask like a question the big fish. when you run a race, do you want to come in first or last? So, so, so I'm, I'm hoping you' you yeah, Lou's looking at me. I'm hoping to finish. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, the- <laughs> so I might not be like, if I can get to the tape. So here's the, here's the point about trophy hunting and you hit on it. Not on trophy hunting. Typically you're taking the older male. That is exactly the one you want to take out of the herd to let the younger, more vibrant, more vital males breed. Number one, number Do we need two. To then the people name? say, "What? Well, no, but here's the thing. You're right. Here's the here's the thing. So if I'm going to take that meat from that big bull elk and put it in my freezer, why would I leave those beautiful horns and that beautiful cape there to rot, right, right. or to get eaten by bugs? Of course, you're not. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. I also take that? Yeah. There's
1: people. There's a lot of people that say. The other way to be devil's advocate. I mean, they wouldn't be
0: out there doing it in the first place. So they're not. They they wouldn't be there for the meat and just leave the horns.
1: But if you're an an elk that old or is the meat even that
2: good still? You know, there's a lot of conjecture about that. I have shot. And I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I've shot spike bull elk and I've shot giant big royal bull elk. I don't taste a difference in the meat. Now, I will tell you, occasionally, you get an animal that the meat just doesn't taste as good. And to me, it's never been an issue of age. It's what they eat. Sometimes it could be what they eat. It could be that you don't know that maybe they were a little sick or something and you, you, you didn't know. It. I don't know what it is, but for me, I have never necessarily noticed that the age has anything to do with, to the taste. Now, some people say it does. And there are lots of people that are just what we call meat hunters. And, and they go out and all they do, Jeremy, exactly. Like when you go to West Virginia every year to go whitetail hunting, you're shooting a deer to pot it. The first deer you see, you're, you're going to put on the ground. And pot. I
0: specifically am hunting during antlerless season. There you go. I'm going for doe.
2: There you go. So lots of people are meat hunters only. But to say that someone that hunts for the big ones, two things. The big ones didn't get that way by being stupid. Yeah. So they're actually... You're not the first person that's tracked right, them. Right. So they're harder to take, m- making a greater challenge. And if you don't get them, oh, well, you had a great challenge. Right. You know, it's like playing a chess game. And you the don't fact always meat, checkmate the other guy.
0: The fact that their meat doesn't taste as good
2: doesn't detract from the
0: fact that what you're doing is still breaking up the herd and allowing the mm. younger elk or, or deer or whatever to get in there and get their, their, right. their piece.
2: And I've never noticed, personally, I've never noticed a difference in the taste of the meat based on age.
1: All right, so I, I'm here. I have to
2: play the, the devil's, devil's, advocate. devil's advocate
1: tonight. Um, it's a horrible role to play in this.
2: Plant. No, no, no. I will kick you in the nuts. Uh, do
1: you <laughs> ever hunt animals that you can't harvest? One. And then other friends will ask me, how do you feel about... What do you, you mean you about- can't harvest?
0: What does that even can mean? You, do you mean? Can you can
1: you hunt? Like,
2: can you eat a zebra?
0: Yeah, you he, we already answered that question. No, he no, no, z- no. No,
2: no, no. That's a great said, question. He, he okay, a zebra. Oh, let me tell you what. Oh, yeah, let zebra. me tell you what. That is a great question, Joss. I mean, I am so glad you asked that question. Because when I hunt in a different country, right. okay, I cannot, by law, bring the meat home. So I now did. everybody goes, oh, know that? Right, yeah, I oh my gosh, so you just waste it. No. When, for example, in Africa, and I've got some videos that would blow you away. When we bring the meat from our harvests in Africa into the villages and distribute that protein to those villagers, I'm, I'm going to describe a in Zambia in 2007. I had taken a, a huge Cape buffalo, which with a bow and arrow is, I, I think... Cape, 20 yards. <laughs> I think Cape buffalo are probably the oh, most oh. dangerous animal on the planet. Now, yeah. hippos actually kill more people every year, but I think Cape pup, buffalo are more um, dangerous to hunt, especially with a bow and arrow. But I, I had taken this great Cape buffalo. And then we brought the meat into a village to distribute that meat. And these sub-Saharan African villagers um, make what we would call impoverished here in America um, look like kings. You talk about poor. I'm going to get emotional because, and I'll show you this video. These villagers come running out of their their huts and their little houses to get this meat. Two things in particular. There were these three little boys, and they were probably, I don't know, eight to ten, kind of. And they were were showing me their fighting stances. It, it, it's going to sound kind of weird, but they were performing for me to show me that they deserved deserved their chunk of this buffalo. Maybe they didn't have a father, maybe? They were uh, uh, like the man family. Now, Now think about that. Now, then, this old woman, you know, she looked like she was 300. She was probably 50 or 60, I don't know. 35. Yeah. She's wearing this old sundress barefoot and she came out and she literally stood in front of me and sang and danced for me to thank me because she didn't have a man and she still got her chunk of that buffalo she still got that that meat protein that they don't get much of.
0: But she didn't have someone out there hunting for her. She
2: didn't have a provider. Right. So when we hunt overseas or out of the country and we can't bring the meat home, I don't care whether it's in Spain, whether it's in Mexico, whether it's in Africa, wherever it is, the meat is absolutely used probably more appreciatively by the people that get it than by us i have a freezer full of wild game that my family loves and after this moose everybody's freezers full but we could also go to the grocery store and pick out a a, a filet or a new york or a, a rump roast
0: that you know nothing about
2: yeah they can't right so that meat protein that gets provided for those people in those countries, those rural people. Because you're generally hunting. You're not hunting in a city. No. It's not like you go to Spain and hunt in Madrid. I, you know, I like to hunt right.
3: on the corner of Third and Broadway. These are rural people. Having hunted with my brother in
0: Africa, spending 30 days in the bush in Botswana with him, we would hunt, and every single night for dinner, what we ate was what we had hunted absolutely. for that day. Yeah. And I will tell you back to the zebra question, the day we killed zebra, the following week, we all were eating zebra biltong, which is b- beef jerky, and the village that basically followed us around um, ate every last drop of the
2: zebra. Oh, my goodness. Ab- absolutely. No, you know that that's and Jeremy, that is so true. And that, by the way, that was nineteen ninety one, and that was the last year I hunted with a compound bow. And we year. were
0: eating. When I tell you, I mean, we ate it. We I ate, I ate spring buck butthole.
2: No, um, no, no. I, I gotta, I gotta tell this story. At night. Sorry, sorry. What? At <laughs> night. At night, butthole. After we would come in from hunting, um, we would sit around the campfire. And, you know, this. I'm, I'm mostly a do-it-yourself hunter. We call it DIY, do-it-yourself. In America, I, like when I went moose hunting, I was by myself. Now, when you're 62, kill a 1,000-pound moose by right. yourself. It beat my ass up between my shoulder blades. And I, I shot him at 5 o'clock in the evening. I got his whole left side off and packed up to a logging road up the mountain from me by a little after midnight. Dude, four and a half miles back to camp. I slept for about 18 seconds back up, came out. It was a cold night, got him turned over, took the other half off it, it, it. So there's a lot of effort. There's a whole part of this that people don't understand. Big buzzwords in, in our country in this or buzzwords, um, important things in our country in this day and age, fitness and healthy eating. If you want to be to, to do something that does both of those, go hunting. You provo- take,
3: take your own meat. Yeah, yeah.
2: Take your it's own not, protein it's not right there. And and it's not just you shoot it and somebody else takes care of it. You do and you I put it on your this, back and you
0: pack it out. When you go hunting, the fun stops as soon as you pull the trigger. As
2: soon as you pull the trigger or release that arrow, the yeah. fun the next fun you have is at the dinner table. <laughs> right. But it's then the weird. other part of it is the physical aspect of climbing those mountains and hunting all day and little sleep and going and going and going for day on end on a hunting trip is you have to be fit. So the fitness aspect of hunting and the healthy eating aspect of hunting are really, really, really valuable. And yet that's an important thing in, oh, a, in, in our country these days. So, and those
0: are definitely not points that anybody ever wants to bring up when they are talking about hunting on the devil's advocate side right right they don't talk about the fitness the health no. the any of the that no, stuff don't. so like, they always want to make they always want to uh, you know kind of like personify the animal put a little face and a bunch of emotion on Bambi and get you to fall in love with this little thing and then make you feel bad for well, the fact that nobody
3: can, cares when you kill ugly animals
0: right.
2: Oh, my gosh. It is the weirdest thing. It is the cutest
3: thing? thing. Oh, wait, no, you can't eat that. Like, come on.
2: Someone someone will be looking. You go! I can't believe you freaking shot Bambi. You're such an asshole. And then they take a bite of their Big Mac. Yeah. Right. It, so, so what you're telling me, Anti, is you're okay <laughs> with someone else doing your killing for you. Well, not only that, but, but my... Meat, meat does not start in a blue plastic bag. Thing in the meat section of Albertsons Right That's and, not where it starts And commercial
0: meat Didn't have a Ugh. happy life no. It wasn't out there Wandering the forest Hearing no. birds Like prancing through The, the dappled you know,
1: sunbeams That's a good question it, it, It's slightly off topic But can you go to a restaurant And have like a steak Or is that like Because you know how uh, Natural the meat you're killing is And how organic And how here, healthy here, it here, is yes. Can you Can you
2: do you still do that? Oh, enjoy ab- that? absolutely. Absolutely. I'm okay, 62 so years old and I have eaten things. Everything. That you can't yeah. even imagine right. and I'm still alive. So. Wait, wait. That. Back to the Springbuck butthole story. Okay, yes. Yeah, so here's the deal. And it was actually <laughs> Gemsbuck. Okay, so. Okay. So we're H- sitting around. Gemsbuck? Gemsbuck?
3: Like, I couldn't get it. It's, Hems- it's, it's Hems-
2: actually Yeah. In America, we call them oryx. Okay. Um, or. So so anyway,
1: was
2: at at night we would come in after the hunt and this was this was an outfitted hunt, okay? And we had uh, what's called in America you would call them guides. I don't use guides in America generally, but in other countries they're mandated if you're a non-resident. So in Africa they're called PHs or professional hunters. Here we would call them a guide. So we had guys. A, a and had this, uh, yeah. <laughs> the jägermeister, yeah, A jägermeister, jägermeister. So anyway, so at night we would come in from the hunt, and um, instead of having to make your own top ramen on your little jet jet boil or something, right. you know, you, you, somebody's actually making food for you. Even though we were camped, I mean, we were in a we were in a camp, yeah, we were in tents in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it was it, this was Jurassic Park, right? We dr- literally drank the water out of the Jow River, straight out of the river in Africa. Did you
1: have enough toilet paper?
2: There was there, there was no, no. issue. The, the water was absolutely clean as could be. So anyway, except, so we're sitting for all around the at hippo night. Poop. We're sitting. Hey, there's moose poop in the other water, uh, <laughs> right? So we're we're sitting around the campfire one night and having a cocktail, and they bring out a a skillet a cast iron skillet with what i thought was calamari in it okay and so there you got a little toothpick and got a thing and i'm taking a calamari and he passes around to jeremy and my dad and blah 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 and, and i'm chewing this calamari and i'm thinking this calamari is pretty chewy and then you realize you're in the middle of the
0: Kalahari yeah. Desert. And How, wondering they where that they got calamari
2: in? Yeah. in the middle of the Kalahari. Yeah,
0: they ain't got that thing. Right? <laughs>
2: yeah. cool Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So so then, I, I'm looking at Jeremy, and Jeremy's chewing on this thing. I've been chewing on mine for about a minute. No, and it's I stuck bigger. my tongue through it, and it grabbed it. <laughs> the sphincter. Jeez. The sphincter shut down on his oh, tongue. So... I turned around Mm -mm. and I said to Jeff Rand, I said, Jeff, I said, what is this? And he said, it's Hemsbach colon. And I said, at that point, I I, I began to want to get it out of my mouth. And I said, what? What? This is how I say that this again. Is, this I, said, I,
3: can, I can. You're saying
2: Im- we're eating Gimsbuck asshole, <laughs> asshole right now. Right now.
3: Oh my gosh. I can only imagine. He said it in a South African accent. <laughs> oh yeah, was, I did. Oh no, no that's uh, Gimsbuck colon. Hey, <laughs>
1: br- hey, brew. Hey, brew.
2: Hey,
3: brew. <laughs> hey, brew. Oh.
2: Oh. I will never forget that. It, it sounds g- so
3: much
1: better than butthole. Gamey. <laughs> gamey. Oh, chewy. There's, not a, there's not enough Lowry seasoned pepper to it's put on that thing. Dude. Wow, did he just say
3: Lowry's
2: <laughs> season pepper? Fatty. Yeah, oh, yeah, Fatty and chewy and rubbery. Delicious. Exactly. Like a bowl. As you would oh, yeah. imagine an asshole would do. Oh, yeah.
0: It was <laughs> all, it was all the worst parts of asshole.
2: <laughs> yeah, you were.
0: <would> <laughs> it was none of the supermodel y. <coughs> oh, uh, none
1: no. of that. That's oh, your first no. double pen. Yeah. It <laughs> was, it
0: was oh awesome. my. Oh anyway, my God. did you yeah. swallow it? Oh yeah, we ate it. You ate it.
2: One. I, I did I, I, not. Yeah, you always have one. I did, go one. I on did
0: not one. go back myself I, for I the second. Well, I got to. I got
2: to tell you a funny was story the, about that trip. No dip? Uh, no dip. No sauce. No sauce. Have a random, a no di- sauce. garlic it aioli. No sauce. So so we're eating dinner, and one night, and we're under this like thatched roof and this. And we're in the middle of nowhere on the on the Jow River in the uh, Covango Delta.
1: Just tell and our listeners where that is. You know, it's in Botswana.
2: Okay. And so we've been. The, there's been a leopard that has been raiding the 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 kitchen, for lack of a better term. And the kitchen is just a little place on the other side of a little bunch of law or sticks that they put up. Right. And that's what they call the kitchen. And so this leopard's been raiding the kitchen. So we've been there, I don't know, four or five nights. And and so I have to go to the bathroom after dinner. And so I get up and I and I walk out. And the bathroom is like an outhouse, you know, maybe fifty yards out um, into the the camp area from the tent. From the tent, right? We and like so, to say f- <laughs> five hippo lengths. Yeah, yeah there you go. There you go. <laughs> and so I I walk out and and because it was light, there were there were you know lanterns in the eating area and it was just jeremy and my dad and i and then um my guide and jeremy and dad's guide cecil great guy and that was all it was there i mean it wasn't like this was a big you know commercial deal and uh so so i go walking out to go to the to the the head and my eyes you know i had been in the light, so my eyes were dilated and or, or not dilated and so i get out into the dark and as i'm walking down the path I'm probably 25 yards from the, the cook tent or the kitchen uh, thatch. And all of a sudden I stop and I see something in front of me, and I'm, and I'm standing there, and I'm looking, and I'm kind of looking, I'm thinking, "hmm, and it's, my eyes are slowly becoming accustomed to the dark, <laughs> right? And all of a sudden I realize about 15 feet in front of me, standing on the trail looking at me is a leopard. <laughs> well, you don't have to. The, 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 there's good news.
0: You, you no, no longer
3: had you to go no go to longer the have to go those last 15 <laughs> yeah.
1: yards. Back to having
2: that toilet. that was exactly back, <laughs> back to <laughs> having toilet paper. No, no need. need. No need. No need. My pant took care of my <laughs> <The it>. pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's a situation that you really want a pair of pants. Pair of pants. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I literally. Just I'm looking, and this leopard's sitting on his sitting on his butt, facing me, and his tail is going back and forth slowly like this, and and so I just kept my eye, and I slowly back up. I I kept looking down the trail. Now eventually I couldn't see him anymore because it was dark, and I walk back <laughs> backwards into the thatch. Do you remember that? And and I walk, and Jeff was sitting right here, and I walked back, and I looked at, and he looked that many uh, up at me, and he goes and all of a sudden he just got dead serious yeah, and he, he said jumped uh, up. he jumped up and he said what and i said that leopard's right there and you know the leopard left but it was, and then that same leopard walked right next to you
0: so i poisoned myself quick story we got to wrap <laughs> it up a little bit i poisoned myself with, in the middle of botswana with
2: booze no Bill with biltong uh, and was, a, and a, and a can. Yeah,
0: I was trying to I don't know what I was trying to do. Biltong, in case you don't know, it's um air-dried game strips of of meat. Uh so when you kill something they 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 strip it out and they'll just hang it to air dry and it's a very very rudimentary form of like beef jerky, right? Um, very
1: rudimentary.
0: And so we ate a lot of it. But I was trying to like mess with it and we had some like and so I try I, I cut tried it in, boil in half it and in tried to can. like boil it in soy sauce and their cans over there had like some sort of plastic lining on yeah. the interior and I like totally gave myself like plastic poisoning. Yes. So I ate this biltong and I fed some to the dog. Mm. Damn, near killed the dog. Mm. And then and I in the middle of the night I'm I'm just puking everywhere. I, I threw up in the tent and
2: Now Jeremy is 16 years old. Right. On this, on I'm right. 32, he's 16. But the funny thing is, we're in the tent. He and I are sleeping together in the same tent, and we're in these, you know, like army tents. And and we're middle of the night, and all of a sudden, I hear Jeremy go ah, oh, oh, and I and I'm like I wake up, and I'm looking over, and he's going ah, oh, and I said, Jeremy, you okay? And he goes oh, ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, And I go, what's going on? He goes ah, oh, I'm, I'm sick. I got, and I go. Or are you going to throw up? And he goes, uh, I don't know. I think I might. And I go, well, dude. You got <laughs> to get, get, get out get of here. got to get out of here, man. Well, the thing is, these tents. I couldn't they don't have, like, they yeah. don't, You couldn't find they the They don't exit have a row. quick release. Yeah. I'm over it, there in the dark. Got We're in the <laughs> middle <laughs> of the
1: <laughs> frigging
2: Okavango
1: Riverbelts.
2: <laughs> He's trying to get out of the tent. Please. All of a sudden, I hear. <laughs> so, it is. Oh. so he does it. F- finally, All I help I him know. get the tent over open. He's he runs out, runs around the tent. I hear th- right run. into a tree. Boom! He hits his forehead on his limb of his tree at eye his, level. His, uh-huh. Knocks his ass. Acacia cold.
1: tree. <laughs> Wham!
2: I Ow. come out Jeremy's land. Not cool. Shit.
1: Don't well, you love how Big Brother finds yeah, that ew, so hilarious. funny?
0: I literally could have pulled a Henry. <laughs> He's on the verge like like of
1: tears over here.
0: <laughs> so oh. I, I finally, and then I go, and I'm, I'm in the outhouse for, for, you know, trying to vacate this build-up. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, <laughs> go out there. Leopard tracks had yes. they, they had literally been circling the shitter while I had been in there all night throwing up. Oh.
2: Well, and the leopard tracks in in our tent. The wall of the tent has ropes that go down from the tent that actually hit the ground about five feet from the wall of the tent. The leopard tracks were inside the ropes. So Uh. they were lit. The leopard was literally with just the canvas of the tree, maybe 18, 20 inches from Jeremy. He
0: heard me. I was a wounded animal. You were were wounded. Wounded animal. Gnarly, right? You were the one. Okay.
1: Can I ask one more question? I had one more in the. the all your hunting. Can one. you give us your favorite tasting big game animal and any you That's highly recommend question. not? Yeah, what is eat your
0: it? favorite game animal to eat?
2: Your and this isn't this give isn't a this isn't a buildup moose.
0: Okay, boom
2: moose. I've taken four moose with my bow. Um, they are phenomenal to eat. I love elk. I love white tails from the yeah. Midwest because. They live in um, kind of farming areas, agricultural areas, so they eat a lot of corn and soybeans and, and you know, wheat, and that meat is excellent. Um, most, I think what happens with most people, the wild hogs around here in Southern California are fantastic as well. Good eats. Um, but what a lot of people... You Western Virginia boys better come out here
0: and kill a pig now. Yeah. You know
2: what I'm saying. But mostly what happens with Wild Game where people have a bad experience with it is it isn't taken care of properly in the field. The most important thing when when you kill an animal is to get it um, skinned, get the the guts out, get it skinned, and get it cooled as quickly as you can. If you went to a slaughterhouse, you would see... What they do is get that meat from the from the killing of the animal, the slaughtering of the animal, into cold storage. I'm not talking about freezing, just cold storage as quickly as they can. And and that's – some people, you know, they'll, they'll kill a deer and they're so excited and they want to take it around and show their buddies and they got it in the back of the truck and they take it over to this guy's house and they have a beer and they go to the next guy's house to show him a buck and they have a couple of beers there yeah. and the next thing you know – it's five or six hours yeah. before they get the skin off and take care of that animal. When when you take the animal, you can party after you Harvest take care of the, the meat properly. Then you can party all you want. Worst tasting. There has Gimsbuck asshole. <laughs> right there, there you, go. you go. Well, full circle okay, again. Okay,
0: so that being said, Joss and Ryan,
2: yeah.
0: uh, we've been able to enjoy the moose it yeah. was delicious um yeah I'm, I'm interested in the no,
2: reaction to the moose
3: it's it you know what i i really it, it had a perfect fat content like it wasn't it wasn't gamey at all um it it really was just a good roast so i this is the second and,
0: time I've ever had moose the other the first time I had moose I had it it was ground and I had it in the form of lasagna and it was like another just ground meat you know yeah. it's ground is it moose lasagna and it just it tastes like lasagna Mm-hmm. Um, this, you know, it was great because it was like a big hunk of meat, um, but it was fantastic. It's, like you say, it, it still lean. had
3: nice, it still had nice, uh, like it separated nice. You can right. have like a pulled, but not and, stringy, but it wasn't stringy. Tender. It wasn't chewy. Right. It was They're, tender. Had a nice, it wasn't, it wasn't overly fat. Like it wasn't the right. kind of well, there's, roast. There's you not bite a lot of fat, fat just, on well, no, game it. game meat is always going to be But it still had flavor. Yes. You know, they, it, it was because you have to have fat to have flavor. Right. So it still had flavor. It still was there. But there was no gaminess whatsoever. It was just
1: I tasted no gaminess. And uh, take this as a positive because I grew up, uh, my parents are from Pennsylvania, lived on a farm. Lots of whitetails. Whitetails. It it tastes a little, has a little uh, liver graininess to it. I love liver. I grew up eating liver and onions. I think it's a little grainy in a good way. No gaminess. And it's full of flavor. Yes,
2: absolutely. Right, absolutely. It's not scary. It's not a scary, it's it's a... Not
1: a scary meat oh, to no. eat, and uh, the compliments to the chef. You Lou, <laughs> the 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 sauce the the roast it was in was delicious too. So
2: what I did, you had asked me earlier how I prepared it. Yeah, um, I took the it was a round uh, a round roast.
0: What part it, of the moose is yeah, that? The give us... round.
2: It's the haunch um, through the um, the the round around the leg around the thigh okay and um i browned it in olive oil really hot uh, on both sides um, with uh, sea salt um, lots of pepper and some uh, garlic salt uh, and browned it on both sides then i put it in a crock pot where I, I couldn't find, we're at mom's house, and I couldn't find any um, better than bullion beef. I only could find better than bullion chicken. So I used a little chicken better than bullion as a base with some hot water uh, to put it in maybe, well I don't know, maybe a half an inch in the bottom of the, of the crock pot. And then I put some cream of mushroom soup and some cream of celery soup. Uh, In there, also mixed with water to um, give it a little more volume of liquid. Uh, I put carrots, potatoes, celery, and onions uh, in it and crock-potted it. And I also scraped all the the goodness out of the bottom of the pan that I... uh, Does anybody
0: know what the goodness at the bottom of the pan is called? Do you? I bet you do, Simon. What is it's it? Fawn. You're such a gangster, bro. I love you, man. What do you think of the mo- the moose?
3: Uh, it tasted really good. It uh, reminded me a lot of bison. Okay.
2: There you like, go. That would make sense. It's
3: very lean, and it just tastes like a normal red meat. But um, it it had, I don't know, something something else. Did you do you throw bay in in the? I did not. Okay. I did not.
2: I, I was getting like a hint of bay. I did not. It was good. Very well, good. well. Here, you know, here's an interesting thing that. To help people with wild game, fond
0: was the answer.
2: The by fond, the way, it I mean, you got it right. Yeah. If you if Wouldn't you want to that. know what wild game uh, ungulates, you know, deer, moose, elk. What's caribou, an ungulate? It's a uh, animal that chews cud. Okay. Okay. What's um, cud? Which, which we no had, no we've already we had done that, that conversation episode. last week.
0: No. A. Uh, a, an animal that you've cut is a
2: ruminant animal. A ruminant. Okay, so an ungulate. You're right, Jeremy. An ungulate. I think an ungulate is a deer.
0: Okay. Maybe a It's a deer animal. family, Okay, I
2: think. I, I might be wrong. Though. Looking it up. Yeah, look it up. Hey, so- Siri, what's an ungulate? Can I? Ungulates are members of a diverse clade of primarily large mammals with hooves. 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 Hooved. Okay. Hooves. Hooved animals. Okay. And and ruminants chew cut. Right. Okay. So anyway. Which is why um, I would really want to make that point earlier
0: very quickly. Because we did talk about ruminant animals, yeah. I wanted to bring that point back around again. The reason that deer's teeth are worn out is because they are also a ruminant animal. They spend their entire life chewing, chewing. and rechewing, so they wear their teeth down. Exactly and so right. all of a sudden, their teeth are all worn down. They can no longer ruminate. And then they die this slow, painful death. Or they catch one of my brother's arrows and we eat it and it's a pot no, no.
3: Or uh, the mountain they, lion. They, they, yeah. they no longer have the amount of protein they need to right, run, right. And something the natural selection is going right, to happen. right.
2: Yeah. so, so the thing the, the point that I want to make here is if you want to know what wild game tastes like, not exactly, but to get a feel for it, if you go in and you have a steak, Say a a ribeye, a beautiful ribeye that is finished with corn. It's corn fed the way most of the the meat that we grew up with is. If you take that compared to a grass fed steer that only ate grass, was not finished on corn, there's a very different flavor to those two meats. The meat of of an ungulate... And ruminant, that a wild game is much more akin to grass-fed meat that we would eat than it is to corn-finished commercial. Right,
0: meat. and which tastes a lot like what it was supposed to take like, taste like and would have tasted like back in the day, because let's be very clear: cows were never meant to eat corn. No, they would yeah. never encounter corn in their natural no. environment or ever have cause to eat corn.
2: Exactly right.
3: Well, I mean, there's a there's a, a prominent company out there that that advertises they they ship corn fed you know, beef to your house. Like
0: corn fed beef isn't really like a thing that would ever happen.
3: but I I always, I find it to be, uh, I think the muscle fibers are much thicker, like fattier, fattier, thicker, fattier, um, not necessarily chewier, but, but just all the fibers are a little bit bigger. To me, it just doesn't, taste is good. No, it's not it's 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 unnatural. Yeah. And but but it's a huge company. I mean, it's a huge company. I know with, who you're talking about. I know about. everybody knows who I'm talking about. There's it's It's a, named the, after like,
0: a a city in a state.
3: Yeah. That's there you go. But it's not but, a city. I know. State. No, it's named, but the thing is, you know what? It's it's good. I'll I'll eat it. I have uh someone who sends it to me every Christmas.
1: Fresno cattle. No. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, no. and you know what it, it it's it's good, but it's not my right. my favorite. And I and it's the only thing I can attribute it to is it's only and I find the same thing with other ones I've had is corn fed. All corn fed. It's like to me that just doesn't do it. Mutual.
2: Mutual. <laughs> I feel
0: mutually Aggressive. I am mutual with you. Hey, can I
2: can I tell you something? Thank you for letting me sit in on this. This has been fantastic. This is really, I really appreciate the opportunity not only to hang out with my little brother, who I love to death, um, but Ryan Choss, I haven't seen you guys in a while, and it's good. And getting to meet Simon as well. um, Thank you. Well, thank you. And thanks for
1: bringing in the
2: moose. I mean, that it was, was awesome. Absolutely delicious, by
1: yeah. the way. It's not just like bringing something in to try, right? I was like really, another really one of our big fans does.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny because Coach brought up the. the, the I was talking. To I'm Coach kidding. Baseball.
1: Baseball, you've been hitting home runs. Here, he
0: said, like, "He's like, like, it's funny you guys keep going back to the thick water." Yeah. He's like, I thought the 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 yogurt soda was the one that you guys really. Oh. I yeah, you could have I, forgot about the yeah, yogurt soda.
3: Yeah, we did. my brain blocked it out. The yogurt soda. <laughs> I think soda they, I, I, I
0: have like PTSD from the yogurt soda. I spent
1: about $300 in therapy. Yeah, that was. Well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it. Thanks a lot for joining us. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing you right here next week on the Jeremy Webisodes podcast.